If you're like me, you're definitely coming off of the Thanksgiving train today. Lots of time with lots of people, with lots of food, and need a little detox of sorts. And so today, as we are rolling off of this time where we probably spent a lot of time with family and friends and connected with people that we may not have talked to for a while, I'm reminded of a recent trip that I took with a number of people from St. Michael over to London to connect with the larger Anglican communion around the world. Now, Anglican is one of those words. We are, as Episcopalians, Anglican Christians, and the Anglican communion is how we are connected to people all over the world doing God's work. As members of the Anglican Communion, we get a chance to connect with people as part of the Compass Rose Society. And that society is a group that supports mission work being done in all different places all over the world. And it's fascinating whenever we get a chance to hear about the work being done around the world. Because we are doing lots of good work here in Dallas. We support mission work in many different places around the world. But when we actually remind ourselves of our connection to the Anglican Christians around the world and the work that they're doing, it's really stunning that we are a small part of something so large. There's actually a story in this month's Archangel about the trip and some of the work that is going on. But it's, it's that reminder that we are doing important work, even the small things, to make a big difference in the world as God hopes that we will. Now, this gospel lesson that we heard today is the gospel lesson we hear at the very end of every church year. So next week is the first Sunday of Advent, and for the church, it's actually the first Sunday of the new year. So this is like the very end of the church year. And we always hear this story on this Sunday because Jesus has the opportunity to talk about the vision for God's kingdom. This moment that we just heard from the gospel is one that is unusual for John. You know, God's kingdom talk is common for us in the other gospels. Matthew, Mark, and Luke talk about kingdom regularly. But John only mentions God's kingdom twice in his gospel. Two opportunities when Jesus has the chance to address the kingdoms of the world. The first is when Jesus speaks with Nicodemus. Nicodemus, who is part of the Jewish religious leadership in Jerusalem. Jesus mentions God's kingdom. And then now in front of Pilate, at his trial that will ultimately end with his crucifixion, Jesus references the kingdom once again in the Gospel of John. And in both times, Jesus is addressing people who are leading worldly groups, whether that's the religious authorities or the government authorities. And Jesus takes the opportunity in both moments to talk about God's kingdom. Now, God's kingdom is one of those ideas that <clears throat> we are likely familiar with as, an, as a word or a phrase, but what does it really mean to work toward God's kingdom? Because you see, that's what we're really called to do. We're really called by Jesus to follow him, yes, as disciples, but in following Jesus, it's not just about us. It's about how we are changed for the good, and in doing so, in doing good work around the world, we are trying to bring about God's kingdom here on earth. Whenever we hear news, we're reminded of some of the negativity in the world, right? How often do we hear really positive news stories? Most of the time, we're hearing things that 
kind of worry us or concern us or potentially scare us and remind us that the world is not the kind of world that God hopes, that the world that we live in day to day is not the best that it could be. And so whenever we are reminded of those things, it's important for us to come to church and remember that God still calls us to do important work for the kingdom, that God calls us in our own discipleship to be transformed in order that we can bring about God's kingdom on earth. But as we leave these doors, we're reminded all the time that working for God's kingdom can kind of seem futile, that the small things that we can do won't make a big enough difference in the world. And that's where I think we are wrong. Our calling is to do small acts of big love. And when we do those small acts together, when everyone in this room does something small, connected with everyone in our sister churches doing small things, then those small acts become big and significant as they transform the world. But here's the big challenge. We are trained to be good in this world, but Jesus calls us to be different. Jesus calls us to live in the world, but not be of the world, to actually go out and challenge the assumptions that our world makes about what is and is not good. Jesus calls us to upend the priorities that the world puts in us, to actually break out of the categories of success that the world has created around us. And when we talk about upending priorities and, and redoing what is most important, it can feel a little scary because most of us are good at doing things by the world's rules. But Jesus calls us at the end of this year, as we look toward Advent, to consider small ways that we might actually begin to change how we act and in doing so begin to change the world around us. As I mentioned, next week, we begin a new church year. And the season of Advent, like Lent, is a season where we get to take stock of who we are and how we act and what we believe and begin to imagine the kind of person that we hope to be. The problem with Advent, however, is that if we're not careful, we can get swept away in the rush of Christmas. Most of us know the way the world works. Christmas decorations have been on the shelves for a month already. Most of us, including me, have already begun Christmas shopping. And by the time we actually reach Christmas Day, so many of us can be so tired of Christmas that everything gets pushed away when really Advent is meant to prepare us to begin Christmas on Christmas Day. This year, I wonder if we might approach Advent with a somewhat different end. Yes, Christmas is fun and festive, and we're all going to be going to lots of parties over the next few weeks. But what if this week we begin to wonder how we can make small changes in our lives that will make a big impact in the long run? In a way, it's kind of like taking on perhaps a new habit. Just imagine all the people that you're going to see over the next few weeks as you go through shops or along the streets or maybe call friends or go to parties, you will see hundreds and hundreds of people, many of whom you might just walk past really quickly. But if I ask you to imagine real for just a moment, the people who are out in the world 
who are busy with the rush, what do you think they need to hear? Most of us know that most people no longer go to church. Most people don't sit like you are to be reminded that you are loved by God, that God did something amazing just for you, and that God planted a seed of hope in you that can help sustain you through any pain or trouble or heartbreak. How many people out there get that kind of reminder each week? If they don't get that reminder in church, could you, we, possibly be the hopeful, loving reminder to them as we encounter them over these next few weeks? There's way too much in the world for us to concern ourselves with changing everything all at once. But if you think through the people that you will experience over these next few weeks, could you make a difference in just a few of their lives by looking them in the eye, by telling them you are grateful, by reminding them that the work that they do is important, that the work that they do matters, that you can actually be an ambassador for hope spreading the light out in the world when people need it most. As we begin this new church year next week, I invite you to consider how you will sit with God and listen to what Jesus says at the end of this gospel lesson is the voice of truth. Jesus says he is the voice of truth. And all of those who hear his voice hear the voice of God that gives hope in the world. Can you hear Jesus' voice talking to you? Can you hear Jesus' voice calling out to you with words of truth, with words of hope? Can you feel Jesus fill you up when you need most? Jesus speaks the voice of truth to us today, reminds us that the work we have to do in this world is not over. And that each one of us has something unique and special to bring to that work. As we begin a new year next year, as we move into the season of Advent, I pray that it does not become something that is a weight, that does not become a job or a task to complete, but that we welcome this new church year, this holy season, to prepare us not just for good parties and good presents, but to prepare us for moving into a new chapter of our own lives with faith, with courage, with confidence, that we may be the light of hope in the world that needs that hope so much. Amen.